This is the Todd Wright Fantasy Football Podcast Bucks Bulletin Edition for Week 14, Bucks at 49ers. The Bucks Bulletin is the brainchild of Brandon Legal Group. They are a full-service law firm, and they service the greater Tampa Bay area. When you are in need of legal assistance, full-service may mean family law to you. Full-service may mean child support adjustment. Full-service may mean post-judgment. Full-service may mean uh, domestic violence injunction. Full-service may mean divorce. Full-service may mean exactly what you need it to mean, and you can find out by getting a free consultation at brandonlegalgroup.com or by calling 844-4BLG4ME, 844-4BLG4ME, or visiting brandonlegalgroup.com. They service the greater Tampa Bay area. Brandon Legal Group, longtime supporters of Todd Wright Tour golf tournaments, including the upcoming Todd Wright Tour XXXIX, our annual golf tournament and holiday spectacular at West Chase Golf Club this weekend. We're Brandon Legal Group providing the holiday gift baskets for every player on the winning foursome of Todd Wright Tour, XXXIX. My thanks to Brandon Legal Group. Email for your personal fantasy questions, right.todd at yahoo.com, right.todd at yahoo.com. Before we look ahead to Bucks 49ers, let's just look back. At advice that I gave you really over the last couple of weeks, but as it related to the Monday night game, Saints Buccaneers, and what it meant overall as you were in your penultimate week in the fantasy football regular season in a majority of season long leagues. I've been telling you not to play Tom Brady, that there have been better options out there on a weekly basis going back to. Week four or week five with Geno Smith, who has consistently, including last week, outperformed Tom Brady as a fantasy quarterback. For those of you naysayers who say, well, look at what Tom Brady did. Okay, he may have done that at the end of the game to win the game by one point, but we live in the fantasy world. And things are different here. And if you're just going to put up fantasy points in the last four minutes of a game, It's not going to be good enough to justify your spot. Tom Brady, in my scoring settings last week, was QB 12. I guess that's ironic. But that means 11 other quarterbacks outperformed him, and four of them were on by. Among the other quarterbacks that produced more fantasy points than Tom Brady, Geno Smith, Daniel Jones... Taylor Heineke, just to name three that you would say, oh, no, that can't be. Yeah, it can be. Brady barely outscored Mike White of the New York Jets. So for those of you hanging on to Tom Brady as your fantasy quarterback, he's the reason you are not going to win your fantasy league this year. Also, we gave you advice last week that it was time to put Mike Evans on the bench until further notice. We ran down all the numbers, and I even gave you one example of someone who, within the last month, had been putting together a resume 
that would justify being started in week 13 over Mike Evans, and that was Christian Watson, the rookie wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. Now, you Homer Buccaneer fans who don't know how to play fantasy football and separate things probably didn't take my advice. And what did it frickin' get you? Mike Evans was wide receiver 46 last week. 46. There were 45 better wide receivers than him in fantasy points last week. Not only was one of them Christian Watson, Christian Watson was wide receiver 4. Scored two touchdowns, one via the air, one on the ground, and now has eight touchdowns the last his last four games. We gave you that. I hope you took my advice. Because you can't be a homer and play fantasy football and win. You cannot. I talk about this at length before the season ever begins. And why... I don't own, even on a very productive offense, more than one cowboy on any of my fantasy teams because it clouds judgment. As a matter of fact, I own multiple Eagles on one of my fantasy teams, and I'm a Cowboys fan. And yeah, they're doing very well for me. Unlike Tom Brady, Jalen Hurts was QB1 last week. So we gave you those... Hope you're paying attention. Don't be a homer playing fantasy football. So for this week, first of all, let's talk about what's going on. Buccaneers going cross-country to play the 49ers uh, on a short week. That's generally not a good thing for teams coming off Monday night, especially making a long road trip. Niners opened as a a five-and-a-half-point favorite, but that was prior to their game being played over the weekend. Against the Dolphins, they won, but lost Jimmy Garoppolo. So the Niners are now down another quarterback. The trade deadline is gone. They didn't want to claim Baker Mayfield, who was claimed by the Rams. So they are going to roll out Brock Purdy for this game again, who was drafted in the last round of this past year's National Football League draft. Uh, And because of that, the line has dropped and the total has also dropped. So the Niners have gone from a a five-and-a-half-point favorite over the Bucs to a a three-and-a-half-point favorite over the Bucs. Here's what makes me giggle. Brock Purdy is favored over Tom Brady. And if you're going to say, well, it's because he's at home. Yeah, home field's worth about two, two two-and-a-half, maybe three points now. Niners favored by three-and-a-half. It just shows you how good the Niners' defense is. And Brady and the Bucs' offense have been hanging on for dear life having Brady bail them out at the end. Total has gone from 40.5 down to 37.5. There will not be a lot of scoring in this game. So as a result, uh, it's not that much of a fantasy-friendly game. Christian McCaffrey is definitely in your lineup. Eli Mitchell is injured again. McCaffrey had a huge game against the Dolphins, touched the ball a ton with Brock Purdy under center. That should continue this week against the Buccaneers. Debo Samuel has continued uh, to struggle to put up numbers. Uh, At this point, I think Debo at best is a flex play. Brandon Ayuk seems like a better option and has been a better option uh, in recent weeks. 
George Kittle right on that fringe of tight end relevance to me because I don't worry about irrelevant tight ends because I don't have to the last decade in a non-mandatory tight end league. I understand the argument that with Purdy under center, it should involve Kittle a little bit more. Yeah, I get that. Uh, And I see enough tight ends against the Buccaneers doing good things. So you can make an argument for Kittle. Um, If you're in an outdated mandatory tight end league, being your starter this week in a wide receiver tight end flex league, I think it's more of a dart throw. And you'd have to be really desperate to roll out Brock Purdy as your starting quarterback this week, unless you made the mistake of having, oh, I don't know, both Justin Fields and Aaron Rodgers as your quarterbacks going into week 14, and they have the same bye week. Yes, this is the final week for bye weeks. Um, Robbie Gold, so steady, so good. Um He's been great for me in one of my leagues since I found him on waivers roughly a month ago. He's definitely in your lineup. Ryan Suckup has dropped off significantly in terms of his fantasy production as a kicker. Let's see where he is overall now for the season. Suckup at one point I think was number one or number two uh, for kickers on the season. Going into week 14, here are the top kickers in order of Points in my league where every field goal is worth three, every extra point is worth one, every field goal missed from 39 and in is a one-point penalty, every extra point missed is is a one-point penalty. Tyler Bass is number one, Justin Tucker is number two, Jason Myers is number three, Nick Folk four, Daniel Carlson five, Young Hu Ku six, Zerline seven. Only missed one extra point this year. I think that was in the opening game too. Brett Maher eight. Ryan Suckup down to nine. Uh, he is now available in 63% of Yahoo leagues, just ahead of Robbie Gold. But recently, I mean, Gold has been uh, consistently putting up his floor. Robbie Gold's floor the last six games has been seven points. He has scored anywhere from seven points to 15 in my fantasy league uh, scoring settings. The last six games. Meanwhile, Ryan Suckup, after a very good first six to eight weeks, uh, where he was in double digits four times through week nine, the last, you know, and if you held on to him for a roster spot week 11, it didn't pay off. Week 10, three extra points. Week 11, bye. Week 12, one field goal. Two extra points against Cleveland um, and one field goal against New Orleans and two extra points. So three, five, and five. Low scoring game against the Niners. We're just not seeing a lot of Ryan Suckup right now. You can make the case, well, if the Bucks get down there, the Niners' defense is good. Uh, Bucks will stall. The Bucks are stalling before they get down there. And when they get down there, they're so desperate these days to score touchdowns that we're not seeing a lot of Ryan Suckup. So that's where we are there. Let me go to Chris Godwin is definitely in your lineup. We talked about him last week, uh, and he produced. He almost produced a touchdown. You had a touchdown taken off the board 
but the volume was there. Let me go to all Buccaneers for this particular conversation since we've talked about all the relevant Niners. Godwin heavily evolved in the passing game uh, in recent weeks. He's up to 68 receptions on the year. Nearly uh, 10 yards per reception at 648 in the yardage. Two touchdowns. He has three additional touches rushing the ball, but only managed uh, five yards. Godwin is definitely staying in your lineup. Um, The volume is good. Um, Eight for 63 last week, had a touchdown taken off the board. 12 for 110 and a touchdown the week before that. And then the week before the bye, finally getting his first touchdown of the year. Six for 71 and one touchdown. And for good measure, I mean, since Godwin returned to the lineup in week four, he's never had less than six catches in a game. And he maxed out with 12 two weeks ago against the Browns. He has become Tom Brady's number one target at the expense of Mike Evans. Uh, Mike Evans continues um, to be a guy I don't think you can play. He hasn't scored a touchdown since week four. He hasn't had six catches since week eight. He hasn't had more than 54 yards receiving since week eight. Last week, four catches, 59 yards. Granted, he... uh, Caught all four balls thrown in his direction. He's not playing healthy, but against the 49er defense, he looks like a player who, again, you want to look elsewhere to find someone to play. I can't give you Christian Watson this week because the Packers are on by. Who can I give you this week as an example of someone who might be sitting on your bench? Let's see might be sitting on your bench that months ago was unthinkable that you would play in place of Mike Evans. But with your playoff fortune or playoff seating on the line, uh, let's see who it might be. I could make a case for Terry McLaurin, but McLaurin's on bye this week with the, uh, the commanders. So let's go with... Who's someone I can give you? How about this? With Davis Mills coming back, although Collins was limited at practice Wednesday for the Texans, and you know how much I hate loser Lovey Smith, but Collins has high volume, and the Texans are actually going to play their best option at quarterback, which isn't a great option at Dallas, and there could be a lot of garbage time there. Aniko Collins... Or, much better option, but Garrett Wilson of the Jets. Uh, Garrett with 8 for 162 last week and was heavily a part of the offense against Minnesota, even going up against Buffalo this week. Buffalo gives up fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. So Garrett Wilson, there's one. Stronger than Nico Collins, but I wouldn't be surprised if Nico Collins outpoints Mike Evans this week. Just showing you what's not happening for Mike Evans in fantasy as we speak. Um, From a running back standpoint, we saw more Fournette last week. Let me just go to everybody. Uh, Tony Pollard was RB1 last week. 
run CMC was RB2. Josh Jacobs, who is now the overall top running back in fantasy football through 13 weeks. Another big week, he is RB3. Cam Akers just jumped up to RB4 last week, and A.J. Dillon was RB5 last week. Uh, Those guys were not in most starting lineups or on waivers within the last couple of weeks. Akers is still on waivers as we speak in 54% of Yahoo leagues as I record this. Rashad White was a low-end RB2 last week, touched the ball 15 times for 69 yards and the one and the, the one touchdown. So he would have gotten you your double-digit points. Uh, Fournette was involved. You like that if you're a Fournette owner, but I don't know if you've seen enough. He was RB26 last week, but he did touch the ball 16 times for 81 yards. So really the only difference between Fournette and White was White got the touchdown, but you can still make the argument White was on the field when it counted. So Fournette at this point, he's more of a flex play. Uh, or if you know you have Jonathan Taylor, it's been a rough year for Jonathan Taylor owners who drafted him number one, and you're without him in week 14 on an obvious buy. Or you can't play David Montgomery. I guess in those cases you're playing Fournette, but it would be sort of an extenuating factor um, where you put Fournette in your lineup because someone else isn't available to you via buy or um, you know, Montgomery's on by just you know, because the Bears are on by kind of kind of fits in there right now. Well, I think you can keep White uh, in your starting lineup. Okay, that about does it for Bucks and 49ers. We record this on Wednesday, so please keep checking status on player news as it relates to players on both teams from a fantasy standpoint. Um and don't hold me responsible if something happens news-wise before Sunday and after the time I recorded this podcast early Wednesday afternoon. Remember, I'll answer any of your individual email questions. Just make sure you send them Monday through Saturday and get everything in one email. I will respond. The problem is if you respond to that email, I won't respond. I will respond to one email a week. It's not the start of a dialogue. I answer your email and that's your one. Right.todd at yahoo.com. Right.todd at yahoo.com. Good luck in the final week of the season-long regular season for most leagues in securing your playoff spot, a strong playoff seating, a first-round bye, the regular season championship, which in our uh, foundation league is the Governor's Cup, named for Governor William J. Lapetta, Maine. Google it. We're very proud of our Governor's Cup, even though it's somewhat mythical, and there are stories about a cup that technically does not exist. It's an important week for fantasy football. Thanks for listening to the Todd Wright Fantasy Football Podcast Bucks Bulletin for Week 14, presented by Brandon Legal Group.